This episode of Lee and Keith's RC Podcast is sponsored by Ronco RC Aircraft, makers of model airplanes you didn't know you wanted to build and fly, but you do. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lee and Keith RC Podcast, episode number 251, and I'm your host, Lee Ray, and with me, as usual, is Keith Sparks. <laughs> You're so mean. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hey, 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 guys, this is Lee with the RC Roundtable podcast. Hope you enjoyed that little clip at the beginning. This was uh, my little fun way of getting back at Terry and Fitz, who are on vacation uh, this time around. I didn't want to miss an episode, so I called up our buddy Keith Sparks and said, Hey, are you free? Would you like to chat? And he obliged. So here, uh, here's some fun chat between me and Keith. Hope you enjoy it. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing fine, thank you. All right. How's the weather up there, by the way? It's raining. I'm, I should be at Flying Field, but it's raining, so you got me because of the weather. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. and hey, speaking of raining, is that lake still flooded for Thunderbird? Yes, it is. Most, of the, most of the parks and boat docks and stuff are closed. We've had our fair share. Yeah. Wow. And speaking of that, I mean, there's flooding over up in Arkansas. Yep. For, and for small. Yeah, they had to go to the alternate field, so... Uh, so I guess whenever Fitz gets back, he's going to have a, a story to tell. Fitz? Who's Fitz? Fitz, a friend of mine, Fitz. You oh, know him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> Vaguely know that guy. So uh, when's the last time you've been to Small, by the way? Uh, it got rained out three years in a row. It's probably been five since I've been there. Uh, yeah, after being rained out three years in a row, I, I, it's just not worth the, the long drive just to slog around in the mud. Well, the last time I went to that spa event, <laughs> yeah, that's I believe it. Uh, uh, I mean, that was that was a torture. I mean, <laughs> for my poor my like my Texan body was not prepared for that. But I, you know, I I definitely need to go back. So hopefully, maybe next year we will uh, pester you a lot, and and we'll definitely get the the three of us to go up there and enjoy it because I I'd love to go back to that. That was a fun event. It was a fun event. I I went for nearly twenty years. It was it was great. But then, uh, like I said, three years in a row, it's just too many hits. The we the weather's, I, I don't know, global warming picks some reason why it's just wet there all the time. Yeah, so in case, uh, listeners, you're not familiar with uh, Small, uh, actually, you know, Keith, you know more about this than I do. I've only been once. Oh. You want to mention it? You want to talk about it and how, what it's about so people can learn about it? Well, Small event was, um, there was one in... They alternated them in the, I believe, in the spring. In the spring, it was in Arkansas, and in the fall, it was here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And then after uh, Randy Randolph died, it stopped being here, and it was just Little Rock. Uh, the event is meant for just small airplanes, as it implies. It's uh, 25, uh, 25 glow engines or smaller, and they for a while there, they thought about reducing the the wattage that your airplane could fly because some really big electrics showed up but it's turned into an electric electric event and now it's uh 
the 049s are coming back to life and the diesels too. The the last event that I went to there, oh man, there was a lot of control line playing and everybody having fun and the sound of the 049 engines running and the smell. Yeah, it really brings you back. Well, and not that I wanted to talk about Fitz. <laughs> this was supposed to be our show. Yeah. But I'll, I'll bring up Fitz. Fitz has really gone full <laughs> head on, basically, back into 049s. I've, I've, it's fun to see. I mean, obviously, one thing that Fitz has, if y'all are aware, is he sells fuel for 049 engines. It's called Fitz Fuel. <laughs> but lately, he has been sending us photos of all these 049 engines he's been purchasing and some other odd engines he's acquired in estate sale. So uh, he sent me a couple of photos. Uh, he's there now. Uh, I, it, currently, it's been moved to the Mid-Arkansas Radio Control Society field which the, the pictures from this field look great. And I, it looks like these guys are going to have a wonderful time. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's having a ball with it. And, you know, I'm working, I'm still working. I, I fortunately didn't get to finish it for Fitz, but I have a little 049U control that I picked up at the AMA Expo. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, and there, it was so much fun. And so would I love to be there? Sure. I just unfortunately have some family stuff to do this year. But I think next year, it's it's one of those great uh, maybe every other year events. I think next year I'm going to really uh, try to schedule my life around that and, and get back up there and bring my friend Keith. Mm. Well, the good thing is that you don't actually have to have a runway to fly control line. <laughs> <laughs> or and in, in fact, one of the nice things I saw there was a lot of guys doing free flight. Mm -hmm. It was really cool, and they they loved that big field, <laughs> that big hot sweaty field. <laughs> wow, it was hot. <laughs> I think we've shared enough about that. So, hey guys, we got a show to to, to go to, and uh, you know, on my little agenda here, I had some new planes or new topics to talk about, and something that caught my eye. Uh, scanning the internet and YouTube and so forth was that Motion RC announced that they were going to be the official distributor for Black Horse models. Now I'm going to uh, be honest and say I had no idea who Black Horse models was, were, is. Uh, I I don't think I've ever seen any of the planes up close or I've ever seen a label for it. But I was looking at a video they posted from Joe Nall and. They had a uh, beautiful Fairchild aircraft. It's pretty big. It's like, what? It's, uh, do you remember this wingspan size on that thing? Yeah, the it, wingspan on it. It's a quarter-scale plane, and I'm surprised that it's only 15 pounds. But, um, God, what was it? 90? It was almost... 92 inches. Yeah, almost 92. Almost 93. Yeah, it's 93 huge. inch. It is pretty. I mean, it's really pretty. This is a uh, built-up balsa plywood arf, you know, with ore cover, I think, that's listed here. Yeah, that's what it said, ore cover. Yeah, I mean, the... The wheel pants are beautiful, that fancy strut system, wheel strut system. I mean, it was really neat. And they were flying on electric at Joe Nall, and I was really digging it. So then, uh, just for fun, I jumped to their website and was looking at some other planes. And the one, I think, was just, you know, it's just a funky-looking airplane. I think uh, it's called the Wilga, the PZL-104 Wilga. Is that a Swiss plane, do you think? I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up real quick. I but saw anyway, the picture. It's a neat-looking little plane. It's a little stall plane, and uh -huh. it's just the – but I thought that was neat because it's nice to see some funky stuff. you know. Oh, Polish, mm -hmm. excuse me. Sorry, sorry, Poland. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a Polish short takeoff and landing, which – stall, thank you very much. Uh, anyway, it's just a cool little plane, so I saw that. Anyway, uh, what I'm leading this to is Motion's uh, now the distributor. 
I sent this information to Keith about the planes to, to talk about it. But what I'm finding more interesting about this plane or this company is not the, the plane itself, but Keith's response to me about the company. <laughs> and uh, sir, I know and <laughs> Keith is laughing now, but I mean, you're not going to be laughing when you hear what he has to say. But I, again, I, I wasn't sure we were going to talk about it, but after talking with Keith, I started thinking, you know what, this is the kind of stuff I think you guys should hear about. And you know what, without any further ado, I'm going to let Keith tell you uh, his response to me when I sent him these links. Oh, okay. He, every time somebody brings up Black Horse, it's, it's a little bit of a sore spot. But what happened was, um, I, designed the, uh, I designed my Mohawk, uh, made a magazine article out of it. It was in uh, uh, Model Airplane News. Uh, then I went out and campaigned the airplane. Uh, I took it to Seth. Got best of show at Seth. Everybody loves the plane. It flies really nice. Um, and then about a year and a half later, uh, Black Horse Models offered a Mohawk uh, as an ARF. Well, that's, that's, wow, that's coincidental. The wingspan's the same. Uh, a friend in town does reviews for... Um, uh, God, he does ARF reviews. He showed up at the field with the plane, and I couldn't believe it. There's my plane. Where'd you get this? And he said that Black Horse Model, this is the Black Horse Model's review, and um, he let me feel up the airplane. I was counting how many ribs it had. Uh, the wingspan was right on the money. Uh, I looked inside. The formers are the same as mine. Uh, later on, we met at the field a week later with the plane and I rolled my plans out and we did some comparisons and it's the same plane. So I got a hold of hobby people and told them what the heck are you doing? You're, uh, you kind of stole my design and they were like oh no 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 no. So I had to, I had to roll up my plans, I, I printed a copy off and sent it off to their, uh, their PR guy and I waited and waited. He got it and realized that the airplane was copied. I guess they did some their own comparisons. Uh, aside from my nacelles being vacuum formed, their nacelles are fiberglass. You know, it's a few small changes that way. But it was the same design. So I told them, well, what are we going to do about it? They came back with, oh no, it's not us. It's Black Horse Models. You need to deal with them. Well, they're in Vietnam. Good God. And I told them, well, okay, look, this is it. You're marketing a stolen airplane here in the States. You need to do something. Well, obviously they couldn't do anything about it because they had a shipping container full of them and they're still selling them, or they were at the time. Um, so I told them, well, we're gonna, gonna have to do something because uh, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy one of your ARFs. I mean, since you're not gonna do anything about it, I'm gonna buy one of your ARFs. I'm gonna park it right next to the original. I'm gonna go to every major RC event that I can make with a sign and we'll just let the public decide. We'll let the public decide who ripped off who, and um, and I'm going to also mention that I'm a uh, I'm a veteran. So there you go. You've got a, a Vietnamese company ripping off an American, and you're profiting from it. And so uh, Mr. Gold Gold Green, I think his name was. He was. Uh, well, now hold on, hold on. Let's not get rash. Uh, I'll see what I can do. So what they wound up doing was, um, I guess they chewed out Black Horse, told them that you can't 
you can't just take somebody's design and arf it. Bad black horse. Bad. Yeah, well, no, I know, but they must have thought that it was, uh, since it was in the magazine, that it's public domain, and it might be. It's kind of a gray area. Um, I talked to some other designers. Uh, I don't want to drop names, but I talked to some of the other designers from the magazine, and they were all telling me that's uh, that's too bad. Kind of tough stuff there, Sparky. Uh, there's not much you can do about it. Those people are in Vietnam. So that's whenever I... Uh, uh, God, even if you go to the build thread, you can see people there. Um, the, my Mohawk build thread, I mentioned that this ARF was ripped off and this sort of thing. And that sort of started a email campaign. So now Black Horse is... Not Black Horse. Hobby people, the their PR guy was sending me emails saying... Call off your dogs, man. <laughs> you know they're 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 killing me. So, our, the RC groups people really back me up. I guess they got they got some pretty crappy emails from the RC groups people. So, uh, about um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, intellectual property and can't believe you're doing this to a veteran and you know that sort of thing. So hobby horse, or rather hobby people. Hobby people had Black Horse or send me. Uh, I wound up. I wound up with a check from uh, from the Vietnam Vietnam company, the, the Black Horse, uh, for eleven hundred dollars. I guess that's a lot of money there in Vietnam, though. So at least they. Uh, I at least I got to reach out and smack their hand, tell them you, you know you got to come up with your own designs. But yeah, they they they. It was a six month struggle, and I had most people telling me that it was pointless to try to do anything about it because there's nothing nothing that can be done people uh, actually even the right now there's a guy on eBay that is selling uh, selling my my Bronco my Mohawk uh, what like three of my airplanes are being bootlegged right now but and there's you can go and you can make complaints you can complain to eBay and this is stolen property and all this stuff, but well, is he selling a short kit? I mean, yeah, he's printing plans oh. and burning laser parts, and the only thing he can't get his hands on is my plastic parts. Gotcha. So, um, so to your listeners, if you're interested in my Bronco, my Mohawk, just get it from me because it's going to be cheaper. This guy is, obviously, he's making some money off the stuff that he cuts. But whenever you come to me and you want just the plastic parts, it's really marked up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the only thing I can do. I can just make the, the plastic parts expensive. And, and and I guess it should be sort of a compliment, though, that there's somebody bootlegging a couple of my designs. And, and in a way, it is. I mean, it's actually, he's saving me printer problems and... Um, Having to farm out my laser work and all that, so in a way, he's really kind of helping. But I really thought that you guys knew about me and, and Black Horse. I, I I don't know how that got past you guys. Well, it's it's me you're talking to. I'm the one who seems to forget a lot, so I'm sure Fitz and Terry are nodding, going, "Yeah, we knew about this. Look, where have you been, Lee?" So I I'm apologizing again. That I hadn't, <laughs> and quite frankly, the Black Horse label, I'm not familiar with it. So I've just never had my hands on a, a kit, or I guess no one's ever really you know, approached me with a, a design on it. Uh, I, I'm going to just freely say, looking at the website, 
Uh, you know, the planes are really cool, and those are aircraft that I you know love to get my hands on. But I don't think I've ever seen someone at a field that says, "Yeah, this is the Black Horse." You know, whatever plane they've got, they're, they got a couple of um, warbirds up there. Like they have a Hawker Hurricane, which is nice. You know, and you know some stuff like that. And of course, the Wilga is the one that caught my eye. Just something really odd. But I, I mean. I'm very sorry you had that happen, Keith, and I'm, I'm also sorry I didn't know. So I, you know, I support you and your company and uh -huh. your incredible build stuff. And I have built a Keith Spark aircraft, well, so you know, and so I know your name. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> that, yeah, that... I'm, I'm still laughing at, at what you said that you. I'm picturing uh, uh, Terry or yeah, Terry and Fitz going. Oh my God, did he did he say? black horse to sparky good god <laughs> yeah, niagara falls slowly i turned <laughs> i'm going to get a virtual slap in the back of my head from both of them uh, but and i apologize but this is why you know i gotta tell you this is why i wanted to talk about it and why we should have it on the show to let people know what how hard it is to stay in this business you know we want to definitely share our ideas with others and uh, going back to a very early episode of RC Roundtable, we talked about how some of our designs were put up on a website. I think the big story was Terry had his parallax. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was the parallax that was being sold through somebody else, his, his design. So, you know, and it really bothered him. And he was like mad at me for not being so mad that someone had my thunder and lightning on a, a Vietnam. Well, I don't know if it was Vietnam or it was a Korean site, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere over there, uh, you know, had pictures of mine, but they didn't have anything. There was nothing, you know, s substantial. And, uh, you know, shout out to Keith and Park Flyer Plastics. You know, he has some great stuff out there. And we'll put links of the build for the Tomahawk and the Mohawk, you know. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because those are, those are really cool. Now, I haven't built those. The only planes I've built of yours, Keith, have been the Bird Dog and the uh, little... The little planes, the little... Well, oh, the, car the cartoon planes? Cartoon. Yeah, cartoon planes. You, you built the Turbo Thrush? No, no, no. It was the... I'm working on the P-40. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good flying one, too. Yeah, great. I like the P-40. Yeah. Okay. So, See, I'm didn't... hoping to have that ready for best. Oh, great. The least I can do. Because I'm sure you have not finished my Thunder and Lightning that you won two years ago. We talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this. You're too busy to put foam together? No, the pieces were broken. <laughs> Uh, what? No. Yeah, we talked about this. We talked well, about... You've got glue. You've got foam there. <laughs> you can fix anything. Uh, and we'll talk about that later in the show. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, oh, well, man, well you, you were selling the kit, uh, I guess, taped to a piece of cardboard and wrapped in cellophane. Oh, oh that's right. It broke in your car, right? Yeah, no, it got, got bent and uh, several oh, okay. of the pieces broke. Well, I'll have to make you another one there. That's, that's what friends are for. Yeah. So... <laughs> let me let me see if there's anything we want to follow up on this. So don't steal Keith's stu uh, stuff because he's got a uh, he's he'll come at you with a vengeance. <laughs> um, and although I don't want to promote Black Horse because of what happened, I think it's been fixed. Uh, hopefully they're not doing this anymore. Maybe they you know they understand now that if you you cheat like this, you're going to get people like Keith after you. Um, if you are interested though, motion RC is now the distributor. They'll have their, their planes up there just for fun. Go look at that Wilga. I think it's a hilarious looking plane, but the videos of the, the large, um, uh, keep the, what is it? Darn it. I just completely forgot. To, Which one? Yeah, the Fairchild? The Fairchild, excuse me. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it, it was really neat flying there at, uh, at, at, uh, Joe Nall. So something to look at. We'll post the links up there, but again, in the back of your head, just keep thinking Keith Sparks. 
<laughs> well, I I think I think Black Horse is on the is is back on the tried and true line, and I'm really glad to see that Motion RC is uh, uh, expanding and carrying uh, a balsa built airplane. Uh, I'd like that's to... what that exactly that that's what a stare off right. That's what attracted me to talk about it. Was uh-huh. that it was great to stop seeing so many foam airplanes. I like foam airplanes. I've got tons. I've got the Tiger Cat. I'm not going to argue about it. I, I think it's a great plane, but. For some of us who still like to build with wood and plywood and, and shape things and cover them with plastic, uh, it was it, they're really nice looking aircraft. So maybe they've learned their lesson. Maybe Keith, you've uh, put them on the the straight and narrow. Well, maybe I hope so. Um, don't now the only thing that I have the only problem I have with our uh, uh, balsa built models is I have to open the box and look at it before I buy it. I can't I can't do it online. I I like supporting my hobby shop and. This way you get to take the lid off and look at it because a lot of times the covering is all wrinkled up. I, it's, I mean, I know there's going to be a wrinkle or two even in a plane that, that you and I cover, but some of these things are just not savable. The wrinkles. Yeah. Well, and gosh, some of these kits that I'm seeing some people build, they're, they're pulling off all the covering anyway, and they're doing their own little scheme. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a, lot of, a lot of military aircraft, their people are just taking the... The covering off and doing some wild stuff to it. So, I mean, you could do that with anything and you could paint over foam if you want to, but yeah. So, you know, and that's what I think is nice about like the top flight kits that are ready to cover. You know, a lot of guys are fiberglassing them. So that's oh, a yes. great option. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thanks Keith for sharing that. I Look, you didn't scream. You didn't hang up and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and luckily I wasn't sitting next to where you had to punch me in the arm for not knowing. No, no, no. It's uh. <laughs> It's just was just a learning experience. That's all. I mean, I was really fuming for about two weeks there, and that's when I reached out to the other designers, and they were like, "Okay, settle down. There's nothing you can do." I go, "Yeah, there's something I can do. I'm gonna do something." <laughs> so, uh, so my new product now is if you guys are interested in the tomahawk or mohawk, uh, go check out Park Flyer Plastics, and you can go get those kits from from Keith. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we have our awesome guest, Keith Sparks, with us, and I would love to know what's in his workshop, workbench. It's it's such a cool place, so I can only imagine it's where dreams come true, so Uh-oh, tell, us, not tell really. us what you got. <laughs> well, right now, um, I'm working on an airplane that's, uh, uh, let me see, it's a, a S5 Viking. It's not going to be a, a magazine article. In fact, I don't even have real patterns. Uh, I'm thumbnailing this thing together. Because somebody wants to try to. <laughs> so this. Man, is... I, I almost, I might almost have to bleep out what you just said because Why? this is our secret. Oh. This is our secret. See, I might just not even say what it was. We mean <laughs> it's supposed to be our secret. You were... Well, we were we were wanting to shock the people at best with what we're doing. I oh, love. Oh. <laughs> I see. So I might just bleep out the word you said. You can talk all about what you want about the Viking, but I may not tell them why we're doing it. Oh. <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> okay. cool. But it's cool. Well, I mean, no, I saw the... I've got the fuselage done. Uh, the, well, not finished. Uh, the the tail end of the airplane is. Uh, it's got a lot of compound curves and different shapes to it to support the tail feathers, but uh, it's shaping up. It's going to be as light as the Connie is. Um, I mean, tell me about the Viking. I mean, when you started working on this and pulling up photos, what's the history of the Viking? 
I'm not really sure. I, I sort of learn as I go. I look at three views. Like, for instance, there's there's a lot of holes on the belly of the airplane. I'm not really sure what that's for. I think it's for dropping sonic buoys into the water. It's a carrier-based twin-engine uh, high-wing airplane that the Navy flew. Uh, I guess it had multi-rolls. Uh, it, maybe it carried cargo on board. It doesn't look like it's going to do any fighting. Um, I've seen pictures of it in the air refueling. Uh, uh, other airplanes so I'd, maybe it's the Navy's tanker but I'm still learning about the plane that's that's the best part about building a model is uh, the stuff you learn about it as you go I just like the the layout it's a high wing uh, conventional tail um, I think what's cool is it's a four-seater yeah see that's <laughs> well uh, I'm just I'm just saying that the the it's got a trainer-like uh, configuration, so it, it'll be easy to teach it to fly or, or easy for it to teach me to fly it. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. <laughs> I swear it looks like it has a 747 rudder on it. Oh, I know. The fin is huge. That must be for an engine-out condition. Isn't that amazing? That thing is just so big back there. Mm -hmm. It's a shark fin. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I'm not hey. sure about the, the dehedral that's in the tail feathers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, too. You gonna you gonna put folding wings on that thing? Oh yeah, I don't know. That's gonna cost more weight. <laughs> it's it'll it'll be lucky if it gets landing gear. I want it I want it to be lightweight. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do like the look of that thing. And and you know, just looking at some of the three view stuff, it's almost a cool plane to modify. I mean, right now when you look at photos online, it's it's all like navy type aircraft. It looks like the Corsair too. Mm -hmm. You know that kind of thing. But it's almost like a plane. If you really had fun with it, you could put like guns on it and missile wingtip you know missiles on the wingtips and you know have fun making it look like a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> you know it does it's it's got that it's got an uh, aggressive type look to it i mean i like it well so, i'm just reaching for uh for low-hanging fruit this time around nothing uh nothing super spectacular just uh just to have something working on the bench you always have to have something on the bench that's always that's always been my rule you if you're not flying, you need to be building something. There should always be something on the bench. You don't have a build thread on it. You just you're just doing it yourself, right? Yes, I I hardly even taken any photographs of it. Well, I did see the former structure. That was cool. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's all pink foam, right? Yes, it is. Uh, now, if someone's interested in building one, because I'm building mine with uh, 70 millimeter fans, um, in my search for the three view about. I don't know, two weeks after I started the project, uh, I was looking at photographs and saw a picture of Rich Yurovich standing there holding one. I was like, what is this? So I went, I had to go to uh, Model Airplane News and I searched through that and found out that Rich already has one with 70 millimeters in it. So, oh, well, no, not aw. <laughs> you can't be the, you can't be the, yeah, ooh. Yeah. ooh. Uh, so if somebody wants to build this, this, uh, this Viking, um, Rich has got it all worked out, and um, I don't know if he's kitting it or not. I like it. I I think that is. I think it's a cool plane. When you and I first started talking about it, and I'm not saying why, but when you and I first started talking about it, it, we didn't know it looked the the picture we were looking at looked like a much bigger airplane, and because you know, we were looking at a tail view of it. Uh -huh. But it, and now that I've seen more photos of it and I've seen your build, I, it's growing on me. And, you know, and maybe because I'm a twin guy, for some reason, it's like <laughs> the twins catch my attention. Mm -hmm. But I, I do. I mean, the, the front view of it is really cool looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, 
Yeah, I sent Rich an email after I found out he had already designed one and asked him if there was, if, is there any gotchas to this design? I mean, uh, each each airplane's configuration has its own little problems or none at all. Um, he he warned me about uh, the thrust line. He said, uh, he, I think one of his prototypes he had to, he tipped the motors down a little bit and it fixed a lot of problems. Probably cli probably climbing too much at high throttle. Yeah, if you look at the thrust line on the three view, man, that thing yeah. is down. So, um, yeah, uh, he gave me a heads up on a couple things. I'm, I was mostly worried about uh, stabilizer incidents in the thrust line because I saw those as problems and he he told me what I needed to do. With that fin, man, it's like, this thing does not want to yaw. Uh -huh. <laughs> it wants to go straight wherever you throw it. <laughs> will you have landing gear or will it be a grass, a belly lander? No, I'm probably going to do a belly land. And that, that that runway out there, it's like glass smooth. My, my runway, I fly off of grass, but uh, my club keeps the field like a golf green. It's, it's a wonderful field. Do you think you'll have to put like a clear plastic protection on the belly and the uh, engines? Because it looks like on the three view, the engines are the same height as the belly. It is. And I probably will. Probably put some tape on it. Uh, it's going to do the glide test before it gets its motors, but I'm not there yet. Okay. Got anything else on your bench? No, no, not even any new thoughts. Uh, uh, I've, I've, got, I've been working tooling projects for a few people. Um, Mostly, you know, new canopies and new models. Uh, this is usually my slow time of year. Uh, right around October, things pick up a lot with, uh, uh, like, Brodac and other other companies. Uh, they want to get their, their stock built up for Christmas. So so I'm taking advantage of this, this slow point and, and working a, another plane. You know, uh, I'm going to jump to a different topic here real quick because we mentioned it on our last podcast but can you tell me about Brodac? Have you been to their event? Uh, no, I haven't been to their event but I've been um, I've been involved with Bro with, with Brodac and, and John's company. He's uh, ever since they bought Dare. They bought out Dare and, I was, and I'm glad that you guys talked about that company about Brodac because they've been in, he's John's been in business a long time and he seems like a seems like a real nice guy. He's he's got his hands in a lot of things. Um, yeah. For those of you listening, it's Brodac B R O D A K. Uh huh. Dot com. Oh yeah, if you go to YouTube, there somebody I guess somebody was on vacation and they went and they can give you a video tour of the Brodac facility. It's kind of kind of funny. I mean, uh, you they're just ooh and an on the whole time that they're in the facility looking at all the bent wires and propellers and all the stuff they have there. So you make you make plastic parts for their kits? Yes, I do. You're talking about? Okay. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, I guess I was introduced whenever whenever they bought Dare because I was doing all of Dare's plastic, and then um, I guess John seen some of the plastic parts that cause that I was sending and. He started sending me stuff to copy, so now we're uh, now I'm doing some of his kits too. Uh, care to share with us like what's the most popular part that you make for their stuff? They have a kit that's very popular. You know, it's really kind of hard to say because they have the they they tend to stock like whenever they make a run on a model, it's it's usually like fifty to a hundred airplanes. You follow what I mean? Well, I mean, if he says he needs. Uh, uh, a hundred Corsair canopies. Well, I'll I'll make them and send them to them, and then put the tool away, and I probably won't have to touch that tool again for a year or two. 
So okay. I, I really can't say which one's more popular because, I mean, you'd have to ask them because uh, he's he's primarily control line, but he I, I guess whenever he picked up Dare, um, there's going to be well a lot of Pat Trittle stuff is in there too. So there's a lot there's a lot of RC stuff at, uh, on Brodak now. Yeah, I'm looking. I just happened to just type in the Corsair on their website while I had it up. So yeah, well, Dare Corsair. Uh huh. <coughs> Dare Corsair by Brodak. <laughs> yes. Um, I think the I think the last thing I sent them was uh, uh, B24 parts. I, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bad bag, Pat Triddle. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. We're all we're all friends here. <laughs> we're sharing the good word. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know if it's a big secret or not, but. Um, actually, I think he's got a build thread going on it, but yeah, Wait, we're going to get hate. We're going to get hate mail from Pat Trittle. No, no, Pat, <laughs> Pat's not like that. Any exposure he can get, he doesn't see as long as we don't start bad mouthing it. And I haven't built the airplane, so I can't even do that. Yeah. Pat, if you're listening, just so you know, right behind me, I, I have my Pilatus Porter that you built. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I do like flying that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're in good hands. All right. Well, I can't wait to see that Viking. Yeah. At best. Oh, I know. <laughs> Me too. And I'll have I'll have you know what ready. <laughs> that too. I uh, hope so anyway. So the uh, I'm going to do my workbench, but I'm actually going to focus on uh, my workbench that how it relates to Keith, because. Because Keith has uh, jumped in to help me with something, and then we decided, you know what? Let's let's expand on that. What? Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna expand what? on it. So let me <laughs> let me get started with what's on my workbench right now, and it is my Top Flight Corsair 60 ARF Gold Edition. And for fun, I thought I'd start off by telling you guys this is the most expensive model airplane in my workshop, and it's not over yet. <laughs> and what I mean by that is. This, this airplane has the most expense, well, has had the most expense to put parts on it than any other plane that I have. I mean, when you think about, like, I have big planes and planes that are balsa and stuff like that, and, and I build them, and, you know, we're talking just glue and stuff, and, and maybe the maybe the covering is, like, the most expensive part, you know, when it comes to it. But this little guy here, let me just pull up my, my list here. This Corsair... Normally retails for $399 and it's a discontinued part. But the good news is I won this in a raffle that only cost me 20 bucks. So I'm going to use the 20 to start with, but just wait till I keep adding to it. <laughs> I'll tell you the total. So I bought, I got this Corsair for 20 bucks. It's a $400 airplane. I bought a brand new DLE 20 at a swap meet for 225. I have the Dubro anti-shock engine mount for this, which was 50. I've got a whole set of robot robot retracts, which is the gear, the canister, and accessories, which are connectors, for 240 I have six high-tech 645 MG servos, which is 150 Now, the good news is the retract and throttle servos are free because I already own them, so that's zero. And I'm going to take the Spectrum 9-channel receiver that's in my CMP cub and use it in this Corsair so I can share that. But I've had to, I've had to add a brand-new 4-cell nickel-metal hydride ignition battery, which is 20 I have a Lifey receiver battery that's going to be 15 bucks. <clears throat> Coming to Keith in a second will be this. I purchased a new fiberglass cowl for this plane, which cost me 50 bucks. And Keith was kindly able to do some fiberglass work on it. And I think I'm just paying him lunch <laughs> <at best laughs> for that. 
Uh, I also had someone uh, modify the aluminum muffler on my DLE muffler to fit the the Dubro shock mount in with this crazy firewall setup. And that guy did it for free, but I paid lunch to the guy who helped me get it. So there you go. I got special Cali graphics for it. So that was 29 bucks. I picked up some Dubro uh, gas pieces uh, to convert this to gas. So that was 30 bucks. And then I just picked up some red line synthetic oil for this thing, which was 15 bucks. So total right now for what I have on my bench, is $924 for a plane that hasn't flown yet. And had I paid full price for the Corsair, I'd be $1,200 in uh. to this plane. But it doesn't stop yet. And I won't go through all this because it's kind of rambling. But for all the other further expenses I'm expecting to finish this plane, it's going to cost me another $200. So out of pocket, I'm $1,100 into this plane. Man. And I know that that's probably nothing compared to some of my guys who have giant scale aircraft. This is just a 60 size plane and I'm $1,100 into it and I haven't flown it yet. So I don't know if I have to add anything else, but that I, I mean, talk about sticker shock. I would have never gone to the store and plucked down $1,100 if they had a box that said, this has everything you need. I, I, I I can't do that. I mean, I, I, if it was a P-38 all ready to go, it was $1,100, I'd probably pull out several credit cards <laughs> and, and spread it out there, and I'd probably do it. But not for a 60-size Corsair. Yeah, so, but you're, you're, you're kind of but you're kind of doing everything. Uh, it's, it's because you're so picky, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're so picky. A shock-mounted a shock motor mount? I'll tell you why. I, I saw the picture. It's got the rubber mounts. It was like, uh, would you say it was $50? Yeah, it's 50 bucks. That's what you know, shipping from tower. Oh, dear God. <laughs> but I have, beca- and, and you know what? It's, be- it's I listen to people. I mean, I, I read online and I've had, and, and even some of my friends who've had other uh, Corsair 60s have said, you know, when you put a gas engine on this plane, it's going to rattle to death. So you've got to do everything to, you know, put a thread lock on and, you know, hot glue everything that you think is going to move around in the in the cockpit or cable tie it down. You know, these things rattle a lot. And then when I go to an event and I see people, you know, starting their planes and I'm seeing them shake, I'm going, holy smokes, how do they stay together? You know, so there's a lot of, you know, also I'm going to have to reinforce the firewall to make sure this gas engine, which, you know, is the equivalent of like what, a 120? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so it's made for a 60 size plane, 60 size motor, excuse me. Guys are putting 90s in it, but I'm putting a 120 gas engine in it. So, you know, I'm, I know I'm oversizing this thing. I don't want it to fall apart in the sky. I'm playing it safe. So the anti-shock was, I've read that these things really rattle and I didn't want to take any chances. I see. But that's 50 bucks. So yes, but with the 50 bucks, I've had to modify the muffler and I've had to buy a new cowl. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, and, I, and I am taking my sweet time on it. But you know what? I'd love to say that when I get this thing done, it's on the runway and it's running smoothly and I fly it. I'm going to be very happy, you know, with the decisions I've made along the way. And getting to Keith, speaking of decisions I've made, this is where Keith comes into play. <clears throat> okay. I decided I did not want to tear up the firewall to stick a rear carb motor or engine rather inside the fuselage a lot of guys are cutting these huge holes to push the dle back to use the stock cowl and i i can't get myself to do that when i'm almost doubling the the cubic inch for this plane 
I said, I, I, I just don't want to, to risk that. I don't want it to fall apart on me. So I decided to leave that engine out as far as possible so that the, the firewall's intact. And by doing so, my cowl will not fit. So what I decided to do was I picked up a new cowl from Fiberglass Specialties, had it shipped to Keith, and Keith kindly cut it in half. And you know what? Maybe at this point, I'll just tell you what you did. You just did what happened. Uh, well, okay. The, the, uh, the cowl came in. You told me how much longer it needed to be. Um, I drew a, I drew a line on it and took a, uh, a Dremel cutoff. We only cut the cut the thing in half. Uh, extended it. What was it? A, a inch and a quarter. Inch was and a quarter. It? Yeah. Okay. I I suspended it an inch and a quarter with uh, with some styrofoam. Uh, just pulled it apart and did a glass layup on the inside, and then uh, rest of it was just bodywork. It's going to be um, going to be plenty strong. I, oh, I'm, I thought. I thought you were going to touch on how you got the cowl to extend it and fill it. That was so cool what you did with the foam. Oh, well, first off, you gotta, you just can't do it freehand. It's all got to be lined up properly. So I took a, a, a thin sheet of foam that I had been cutting for the, for the plane I'm building, uh, put some box tape on it so that the, the resin wouldn't attack the, uh, the foam and wrapped it just like a bandage, like a, like a cast around the the cowl made sure it was nice and tight uh used my hand on the inside to make sure that the cowl was was aligned properly and did a fiberglass layup on the inside uh it has to be uh the first strip was actually the first two plies was to fill the inch and a quarter and then there was another two plies that were much wider to to bond the two back together and then the rest of it was body work on the outside after I peeled it all loose. It took about a week, wasn't it? About a week? <clears throat> yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, it it like brought that. a tear to my eye when you kept sending me photos. I was like, man, that is so cool. I would. I think if I could just sit in your workshop and watch you, I would gain like ten points of intelligence I, I, just by watching you. Yeah, but see, the, I kind of ripped you off there, dude. Kind of, <laughs> kind of ripped you off because okay. see, if you had done it, you would know how to do it now. But you were so good at t- telling us the whole story. You you shared photos and instructions the whole time. I feel like I could do that now. Okay, I, and well, I never good, would have good. thought about wrapping it in a thin foam with packing tape to keep it, you know. Oh, to keep straight. it aligned. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, I was like, I don't know how he's going to do it. So it was really cool to see you do that. Oh, and then why? You know, I get this beautiful box, and you've you've uh, puttied it up, or you know, you filled it up and and primered it for me. It looks great. Well, I'm, I just I just hope it works out for you. I'm a little concerned about that motor sticking out that far, though. You're not worried about having to add tail weight? No. In fact, that's a, that's a good point, uh, Keith. A lot of people have said that they have had to add almost a pound of lead into the nose of these Corsairs. Oh, no. Yeah. And there's this one photo of this guy who has this huge lead box, like, screwed to the front of his Corsair to, oh. to CG it. So everyone has said when they put a DLE... 20 on this thing it's balanced it out okay so great basically i i get more power without sacrificing added weight that's not necessary yeah you've already said the l word twice <laughs> <laughs> well i've already had i mean when i had to add a lead a when i had to add a pound of lead to that cessna it was killing me <laughs> i know i know I, I hate using that stuff oh my gosh it was just i i couldn't believe i had to epoxy those huge two bricks to the thing, but it flew great. So I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm not gonna complain anymore. The, 
plane fly is great. I can't wait to put my Cali graphics on it. So anyway, the Corsair, uh, take Keith, I'm going to publicly say again, thank you so much for the work you did. I know it looked kind of silly. I mean, I've already had one guy laugh at me who I sent a photo to. He goes, why is the nose so long? Um, but I know when I paint it and I get the line set up, it's not going to look bad. Uh, I'm very, very happy with the way it looks. I'm, it makes me feel better knowing I'm not really sacrificing anything as far as the structure of the aircraft. Um, I've already hooked up like my little choke line, which I'm, you know, that seems to work out okay. I think I'll have a better job getting the fuel lines run without having to cut up. Anyway, everything is, is moving along really well. So I'm hoping by September to have this Corsair ready for bomber. Oh, good. I hope it is too. And you need to stop photographing it. From, you're a photographer, for God's sakes. Quit. You're photographing it from a side view. You know how to... Uh, why my gosh how long is the nose on that thing is it you you say that it's so funny my friend keith said that because i did take a photo from behind just so it wouldn't look short i mean long excuse me but it would look so short like you guys are going to say well i mean because it was a lie i mean i i knew i could take it from a different angle where it didn't look bad but i took it from the side so you guys could see it for real what it looked like and then yes i mean it was just you know I, i i wanted to be honest how's that but yes i did take a picture from the backside and it looked perfect <laughs> uh but and it's sadly i mean I, I realize i'm gonna have to cut up a lot to get that dle the the head cleared and the muffler so there's a lot of cutting i'm gonna have to do but uh and i will say keith you i hadn't told you this yet but i do think when the fiberglass specialty company sent you that cowl i think it was actually longer than the stock so I never gave you the measurement of what it had to be completely. Oh, I just no, told you we should have done that. To. Yeah, so wow. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But uh, And the cowl uh, is a little tighter than the stock. So the diameter is not as wide. Because I can actually put the stock cowl over the fiberglass specialty cowl. Oh, no. <clears throat> so it is a little tight. It's not going to be too bad. I can, I can work that out. But, you know, just so you know, it, it does appear to be like a quarter of an inch longer than stock so we're actually at an inch and a half but i i'm not too concerned i'm going to be able to push it back enough and and tweak it and i might be able to trim the the back part a bit Mm -hmm. so it's all good it's all good keith again thank you so much it's beautiful i know it's probably nothing except just labor and you know to do all that but i really do appreciate it and i think hopefully this thing will come together and i'll have a really cool cool gas corsair to to play with yeah, it's going to be a fun fall, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you, uh, Terry, my uh, not not my Terry, uh, Terry Poole at Randy's Hobbies, when I when he saw me order or purchase the Redline synthetic oil, he goes, what's this for? I said, my deal. And he goes, ah, you're coming to the dark side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I said, yes, unfortunately, I said, it's costing me a lot. <laughs> you're going to love that DLE. You're really hey, you- going to love it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this uh, this uh, podcast with some dark side topics, and that's right now over at Bomber Field in Monteville, Texas. There is a huge Warbird event going on. Now I'm doing my best to go tomorrow, uh, so I can't go today. But uh, I tell you, the weather is really nice. I'm getting some photos and videos from our buddies with Texas Warbird Thunder, and I bet those guys are burning up their dealies right now, having a grand old time. So if you are in the Houston area or West Houston area, there's an awesome event going on at, uh, at Bomber Field. You got to go. Uh, lots of fun warbirds to see. And I love taking f- 
photos and videos. And I think last year I didn't even fly. I just, uh, I took pictures and these guys are great and there's some really cool looking models. So if you like the dark side, if you like gas stuff, that's where you need to be. Yeah. If I could only get that time off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, do you have, do you have gas stuff? I've got three gas planes. I got a Spitfire. Uh, I got that uh, Zeroli Dauntless and, uh, and a Waco. Cool. Have you flown those recently? Uh, just the Waco and the Spitfire. But the Dauntless is the one you brought down from the Raptors, right? The what? Somewhere yeah, yeah, system? yeah. Last time you guys, you guys were in town, I brought that down from the from the ceiling of the shop. That's such a pretty plane. Yeah, I've only flown that one three times. Everybody's got to have an airplane they're afraid to fly. Although it flies really great, it's just that it's so big. <laughs> it is. It is big and beautiful. Uh -huh. And boy, I hope you get to fly it again soon because that thing is really nice. Well, like I said, you're going to love the daily. Um, just one word of warning: when it, if you if you can't get the thing to start, um, I I had everybody at the field blaming the carburetor. And I was like, dude, it can't be blocked. It's a brand new motor. Well, it's sure because it would run and then stop, run and then stop. Um, turns out that uh, well, they said, well, maybe you need to look at the spark plug. So I went to pull the 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 lead off of the end of the spark plug, and it came off really easy. So you got to, you just about have to pound that connection onto the spark plug because if it's not making a good connection, it'll start and die on you. Gotcha. I've also heard that the DLEs do often take time to get, uh, take a while to get started if they're new because you got to get that oil all flowing and there's the diaphragm in the carburetor, so they say that needs to soften up. So mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not too worried. I, I I'm going to follow all the instructions I've been given about you know just running it on the plane and putting fuel through it and letting it idle and run and just you know take your time. Don't don't feel like you have to get in the air right away. So I'm again, I'm in no rush. Hopefully I got several months to to get the engine running perfectly. I'm excited. I mean, this is the first gas engine I've ever run RC wise, uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Well, ju just be sure you have that spark plug connection seated as good as you can. And the guys at the field are telling me, yeah, you, you can't use their spark plug. You need to use this champion plug because it's better. The stock plugs are garbage. I don't, I don't buy it because I'm still running the stock spark plug that I have in mind, and I haven't had any problems with it. So, well, every time I look at the engine, I'm going to say Sparky, and I'm going to push hard on that connection. It's got to be seated. <laughs> that's that's what that's what my problem was. I always think about you. Okay. Hey, um, and before I wrap things up for everything else, uh, is there anything you've got coming up that you're going to, or anything you want to talk about? Um, no, I I. Whenever my days off roll around, it's usually in the middle of the week since I work for the airline. So my fun flies are pretty much done alone or with two or three people. At least I get the field to myself. But uh, I keep an eye on Thunderbird Field. Uh, I think they got a Warbird thing coming up pretty soon. Cool. I, I, yeah, I need to get down there and fly with Tom for a while. I bet that Dauntless would like to fly over there. Oh, I bet. <laughs> if we can just drain the swamp. There you go. <laughs> so is the next event you're going to best? Oh yeah, so that, I I bid a vacation around that. Yeah, I'll, I'll always go to Bass. I'm gonna try to get that tent again. <clears throat> Are you? See if I can stay in good with the scouts. You like that, right? Oh, it was great, actually. I, it, I'd like for you to take point this year. Take point. That corner where I where I usually park. I think that you need to be there. Oh. <laughs> I and I, and I'll but... just be next to you on the other side. Oh, okay. 
I don't care where I sit as long as I get to stay there and okay. have fun. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. I still have, I put the uh, the little uh, Southwest Airline lights in a bag, so hopefully I can still find that. And uh, you we'll, still we'll have stream those. those back up. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was fun. That was creative. Oh. I, it, it worked out really well for us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a pain to put up and down, but I think we had a, I mean, that, I think that was really fun. Yeah, I think it was too. I, I think at this point we should just bring a mobile home. Uh. <laughs> anyway, hey, both well, Keith, thanks for joining me for this little fun show. I uh, Now that I'm at the end of this, we uh, the fun thing was uh, with Terry up in uh, on vacation in Canada with his family and Fitz having a ball at Small. Uh, we didn't want to miss an episode, so I called Keith and asked him to participate in a quick uh you know, Lee and Keith show and he was up for it. So I want to thank Keith again for joining me and hopefully we were able to keep you guys uh, entertained with our RC discussions and, and hopefully, hopefully I'll see you real soon, Keith. Uh, Maybe hopefully before best, I'd like to catch up with you in Dallas and see what you're working on. Yeah. Let me know when you're coming. (laughs) All right. Any last words, Keith? I just hope I was able to fill some kind of shoes with the two, with the other two amigos missing. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're going to get a letter that says, can you just replace Lee with Keith? No. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't Keith think seems so. to know more than Lee. Look, look, <laughs> Lee just look. complains. <laughs> Lee, you bring something special to the show just like the other two. Don't be doing that. Oh, okay. It's Mo, Curly, and Larry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to buy you one of them sand timers that you flip over. You know what I mean? Yeah, Let's, yeah, like an egg timer. Yeah, yeah, but a little bit longer than that. We try to find one that'll do like five or ten minutes, and you can uh, you can time your uh, FAA rants with that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, and go. Yeah, <laughs> you're running out of time. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, thanks again, Keith, for being with us. And stay tuned. We'll have another podcast, hopefully, up in a couple of weeks, and we'll get to hear from from Fitz and how much fun he had at small and maybe see if uh, Terry's been flying. Y'all have a great weekend. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.